let's begin hello beautiful people and welcome to the very first episode of the kaya sessions with me your host monera i am so excited to finally be doing this right now and i hope everyone tuning in is in good health and you are ready to begin this journey with me on this podcast we'll be sharing experiences and stories growing up living and thriving in the African continent that is the good the bad that is functional sometimes it'll be serious sometimes it'll be funny but i can promise you it'll be 100% real on that note and with that i welcome you to the kaya and i welcome you home so that's the agenda that's what we'll be doing here and i hope i really hope you like the content that i'll be producing Um so for the very first topic the very first episode I thought about what to talk about and I figured it should be something more broad something more general and I think I have the perfect one This is something that has been bothering me for ages and finally I have a platform whereby I can talk about it and hopefully get people who can relate and who share the same thoughts as I do So without further ado I'm going to jump right in and begin So we live on this planet called Earth. It's a beautiful planet called Earth, and on this planet there are 195 countries, right? 195 countries. These countries are divided amongst continents, seven continents. We have your North America, we have your South America, your Europe, Asia, Australia or Oceania, Antarctica, and Africa. Africa. the continent of africa with africa that's where i live in africa so what is a continent <laughs> a continent is a continuous mass of land a huge continuous chunk of land which is divided into countries so we have a continent and then we have countries africa is what a continent so why am i reiterating this so much It's because this is where the problem lies. Okay? There are 54 countries in Africa, according to Google, that there Google says there are 54 countries, okay? Now there are people out there that <clears throat> have a little a bad habit, something particularly not cool to do. These people when they refer to Africa, they refer to it as though it was one entity, as though Africa was just one country. Do you get what I'm talking about? These are the people that when they talk about Africa, they talk as if we ha- we have no borderlines. Like we are one people who live together. We have one president, we have one government. There are no borders. One day you're in Botswana, the next day you're in Zimbabwe, the other day you're in South Africa. It's it's not like that. But there are people who act or talk as though it was like that. So We have separate countries. We have laws. We have separate laws. We have borderlines, and we don't intermingle like that. In fact, if we're talking about like um, connection, Europe is more connected than Africa is. But that's not what I'm talking about today. Today, I'm going to talk about Africa. So I'm sure that you've heard in your entire life people saying things like these, right? I was holidaying in Africa. My company has a branch in Africa. I was volunteering in Africa. Oh my god. If I had a shilling, every time I heard this, god, I'll have a lot of money with me right now. 
Where, pray tell, is this country of Africa that everyone keeps referring to? You can't just say I was in Africa as though you were saying I was in Malaysia. It's not the same thing. Africa is a continent. It's a huge continent. It's a continent of 54 countries. Where in these 54 countries were you? This will only make sense if um, you had been to more than one country in Africa. Like maybe you had a, you went through many countries. You were, one day you were in Kenya, then you were in Tanzania, then you were in Rwanda. Fine. You can just say I was in Africa. You know? It's more broad. But you went to one country. One country. And yet you have the gulls to say, I was in Africa. Where exactly were you in Africa? Where did you go? It's a big ass continent. 54 countries. Second largest continent in the entire world. 1.3 billion people. Where amongst this 1.3 billion people were you? Okay? So you went to this place in Africa. And to tell us where did you go? It makes me sad that because I feel as though Africa, once again, is being disregarded. It's small things like these. It, they, may, may, they might seem small to you, but small things like these have an impact because they showcase how people perceive Africa and Africans in general. So you're saying that you went on your holiday in Africa, right? Where did you go? Were you in Madagascar? Were you in Guinea-Bissau? Were you in, I don't know... Niger, where did you go? Was it the desert? Was it a safari? Was it at the beach? So when you, you share experiences and you talk about experiences, the number of times I have gone through Instagram or social media and I've seen African countries, because I know African countries, you guys. I know Africa when I see Africa. You don't have to tell me that is Africa. I know that is Africa. But when you check the location or the captions or the tags or whatever, you don't see any information about where this place is. Other times, I even see my own country. I see Tanzania, and I'm like, oh, "That's Tanzania. That's home. Oh my God!" But then I don't see a, I don't see a tag location. I don't see anything on the caption. I don't see any hashtags. Nothing. Nada. There's nothing. I'm like, I know that place. I know that monkey. <laughs> I know that monkey. I know this is not helping with any stereotypes, but it's a joke, guys. But you don't tag. You don't mention where you are. So you went on you went on your safari, you went on your holiday, you had an awesome time because you went to Africa. It's guaranteed you had an amazing time, okay? When you're sharing it, tell us where you went. Share your experience, talk, talk about your experience. Somebody else might want to go on the same trip, on the same safari, on the same beach, wherever you went, somebody might want to go. It's as though you had no idea. When people say, I went to Africa, it's as though they had no idea where they were going. It's like you blindfolded yourself, took a map, and just picked the location, booked the ticket. You didn't book the ticket. Somebody else booked the ticket for you. You got on the plane. You had no idea where you're going. You landed there, didn't look around, and went straight to your safari, went straight to the beach or your hotel or something. But that's not the case. I'm sure you didn't do that. You knew where you were going. You booked the trip yourself. You knew where you're going. So why don't you just say the name? Tell me, where did you go? Why, why do you just say Africa like that? You went there. You spent time there. So mention where you went. Think of it as though like you're giving back. Like you had an awesome vacation. You had an awesome holiday. And then by sharing where you went, you're giving back to the country. It's like, the economy will thank you. I'm sure we need the extra dough, okay? By, <laughs> by you sharing where you went, somebody else might want to go there too. And you know, tourism is good for the economy. Thank you very much.
When you say, I want to volunteer in Africa, volunteering, you know, it's a good thing. It's a noble cause. Everyone should do it once in a while. Good for you. However, if you don't say where you went, I mean, saying where you went will in a way directly or indirectly might help the place that you went to. For example, you're saying, I went to Mali, for example. It's an example, guys. I'm not saying Mali needs help. You went to Mali and you tell someone, oh, I was in Mali. I was volunteering there. Someone will ask you, oh, really? What's wrong in Mali? What's happening in Mali? What's the situation in Mali? And by this conversation, one way or another, you might be helping Mali. You never know. This person might think, oh my God, I want to contribute. This is a cause I believe in. I want to contribute. Maybe the person will donate something. Or maybe they too will go and volunteer. So just having this conversation and saying the name of the place that you went to, you might help the place. So I blame two groups of people. Two groups when I say I I put the blame on two groups of people. I blame the media and I blame um, education systems. Okay, it's always the media. The media is always involved in this, you guys. So when I talk about education systems, what do I mean? Different governments, different countries have different um, systems of educating their children. So some countries have sort of like, um, um, excuse me for saying this, a self-centered sort of education system where not much priority or importance is given to other countries, particularly those of third world countries like those in Africa. This is different for African countries. Like I can give my country Tanzania as an example. Um, so I was educated here from nursery up until secondary and we learned about Africa. We learned about Tanzania, obviously the history, the geography, the culture, economics, politics and what have you. But we also learned about other continents, about other countries far away from us. We learned about the Andes, we learned about the Yellow River, we did case studies on favelas in Brazil. We went far and wide in our education because there's an importance in knowing about the world, about other people. The world does not revolve around you. So that way, we were, they were able to create a generation of people who aren't self-centered and are aware of the world. Like, we're global citizens in a sense. Like, maybe most of us have never left the country, but we do know that there's a world out there apart from us. Like, there's a whole wide world outside of Africa, outside of Tanzania. Um, it went a long way in creating mindful people who aren't ignorant and self-centered, you guys. But some countries don't care about that. They don't care about anyone about it apart from themselves and those around them. They don't see that the world outside matters. I know there are countries, particularly those in Europe, the Scandinavian countries, right? The Norway, Finland, that have an amazing education system and kudos to them. But some countries don't do it like that. Some countries don't focus on anyone particularly about themselves and those around them, those directly impact directly impacting them so in this way you're creating people that don't really care about them about other people and they say such things as i was in africa when i talk about the media the media is always to blame for so many things right the media goes a long way in creating and shaping the world's image and in this case the world's image of africa the number of times um when you watch news or on the internet or you, when you watch even movies or dramas, 
The representative images associated with Africa are of diseases and war and droughts. There's so much negativity. The only positive things that you can see maybe is the nature, the wildlife, the, the parks and all that. But that's not what Africa is all about. Yes, we have diseases. Yes, we have war-torn areas. Yes, we have wild animals, but not everywhere. There are people in my country who have never seen a lion. They have never seen a freaking lion. Like lions aren't just walking around everywhere. You have to go to a national park, a game reserve, designated areas for you to see wild animals. Talking about diseases and war and famine, there are countries that don't have those problems. I'm so blessed to say that Tanzania is one of those countries. We don't have war and like, obviously we have diseases, but we don't have like war and famine stuck areas. But the, those areas do exist in Africa, but not everywhere. But not according to what the images that are being portrayed to the outside world are, are, are showing. Right? With these images, the conclusion that people draw is that Africa is villages of starving people in need of help, fighting warlords, and occasionally scaring off lions. Like, like how do we, how do we fight that? I'm sure people have seen those inform those commercials. Are they called commercials? Whereby they're asking you to donate or get charity. They'll tell tell you that one dollar will save a child in Africa, or one dollar will help fight malaria in Africa. Those those things are good. Yes, we should donate. We should give charity. We should help other people. The, when when then but then in those commercials you'll see a village somewhere, apparently in Africa. You'll see some starving kids staring soullessly into the camera. And in my, mind, in my mind, I'm just thinking, where is this place? I want to know where this place is. It's good to give money. It's good to donate. But it's also good to know where the money is going. Where is this country that you're showing me? Where is this village that you're showing me? In what area is this place that you're showing me? As an African, I'm watching and I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, my God, this is horrible. Where is this? But I know Africa. I know my continent. So I'm aware that what the facts are. I know that not every place is like this. But someone, an outsider watching this, will just think, oh my lord, Africa is a village of starving people. How, what other conclusion can they possibly have? Ignorance is hard to fight if there are these other images that are being fed to people. It doesn't matter if it's a positive thing or a negative thing. I don't really mind as long as you correctly convey the message, as long as you correctly say where this place is. I don't really care. So if people are dying or starving, say what the place is. Like this is a place in so-and-so country. So people won't come to the conclusion that it's everywhere or it's the whole of the continent. I want Africans and Africa to individually matter. I want our nations to matter individually. So I, I used to study in China for a couple of years and whilst I was there, <laughs> whilst I was there, I used to go about introducing myself as Monera from Tanzania, East Africa. That was always it. Tanzania, East Africa. Tanzania, East Africa. And why did I do this? Because I was aware that Tanzania is not that popular, not that famous. I get it. Okay, I get it. I'm not that egotistic to think that the whole world knows Africa, knows, knows, knows Tanzania. So I used to say Tanzania, East Africa. And I felt by saying East Africa, in a way, I'm educating people maybe that... Tanzania is in the eastern part of Africa. So that was my small my small contribution. But then you'll have someone from the US of A 
and they'll be like, yo, my name's Sasha, and I'm from Chicago. What? My African mind cannot comprehend. My Tanzanian mind cannot comprehend. I cannot comprehend. When I hear such comments, when I hear such statements, the confidence to say, I am so and so from this city, you don't even say your country, you just say your city, man, your city. I can never do that. I can never say, my name is Munira and I'm from Dar es Salaam. Where are you from? Sorry, I didn't catch that. Sorry, I meant I'm Munira and I'm from Africa. I'm not blaming the Americans or anything like that, but it's just like, I'm just showing a comparison on how it is to be from the African continent and how it is to be from outside the African continent. I know there are countries in Africa that are popular, like South Africa, Nigeria, you know, countries like those, Zimbabwe, but the other countries like my own that aren't as popular. And sometimes the popularity, you guys, is not even positive. There can be negative popularity. Like you're you're not famous, you're infamous. And if that if that in mind, I'd rather not be famous at all. <laughs> I'd prefer for Tanzania to be ambiguous if it, it didn't mean that we were infamous, that we are known for bad things. So as I've been thinking about this topic, as I've been going through my years in life, I've made observations because I have been extensively studying this for years. And according to my observations, this habit or this behavior of, of grouping Africa as a continent together is usually done towards black Africa. Now, what do I mean when I say black Africa? So Africa can be divided into two parts. Like there's many ways to divide Africa, but one of them for me is that it's Africa light <laughs> and Africa dark. Now, what do I mean by Africa light and Africa dark? Africa light is the northern part of Africa, up there. There are Egypt's, the Tunisia's, the Morocco's, the Algeria's. That's Africa light, the Africa whereby they are the Arabs, the African Arabs. And down here is Africa dark, the East Africa, the West Africa, the Central Africa, and all those Africans. So Africa light and Africa dark, okay? Now, I remember years ago, I was around 10 years old, and I was watching this Korean news channel, um, Arirang TV. I used to watch news, y'all. I was watching news, and the anchor lady was talking about something or the other, and she happened to mention so-and-so. She was like... So, in areas such as Belgium, Germany, France, Tunisia, and Africa. What? Tunisia and Africa. As though Tunisia was not a part of Africa. When did that happen? When did Tunisia exodus? When did they Brexit from Africa? Tunisia is a part of Africa. Tunisia is in Africa. But here she says Tunisia and Africa as though the two of them have no relationship whatsoever. This is a news channel. These are people that are paid, that went to school and are paid to give facts, to give report, to tell us their news and give us facts. And they make mistakes such as these. No, I can't even call it a mistake. I'm just calling it what it is, ignorance. Because... I know they know Tunisians in Africa, but to say something like that, oh God have mercy. I remember I was so mad 
that I wrote my first angry email at 10 years old, I went on my email and I started typing away, excuse me, in the news you say that Tunisia is not a part of Africa. Obviously, they didn't answer me back, they didn't respond to me, but I don't care. I did my part for the motherland. I did my part for Africa. So the fact that a lot of people do this does not mean that it's acceptable. It, it has to change. I want Africa and Africans to matter, to individually matter. You come here for your holidays. You come here for your business. You come here to, to get your volunteering credits. You get your gold from here, your diamonds, your raw material, your foods. Africa does a lot for the entire world. The least that people could do is learn about, about it. No, I'm not saying that we should know the entire African geography. I don't even know the entire African geography. But if you've had direct experience with a continent, with a place in Africa, say the name. I went to Senegal. I was in Mali. I was volunteering in Malawi. Say it. Where did you go? Say the name. All I ask, all I'm asking for the entire African continent is a little R-E-S-P-E-C-T, a little respect. The same respect that you give to your cities, to your villages, to your towns, to your countries. That's the same amount of respect that you should be asking for Africa and African countries. The next time you're going to go to Africa, right? I want you to check your ticket. <laughs> it says right there, departure from and arrival to, right? When arrival to, you can know where you'll be going, okay? And then when you're in the plane, listen to the announcements. They'll tell you where you're going. When you get to where you're going, look around you, talk to the people, look at the signs. You will know where you were. And then when you go back home, you can tell people, I was in this country, in Africa. Not I was in Africa. I was in this country, in Africa. It's not that hard, you guys. It's not that hard. Minimum effort, big gains. What are the gains? A happy African. <laughs> A very happy African. So you come here and you call it the motherland. You call it Mama Africa. But we live here and we call it home. So all I'm asking is for you to respect our home. So that's all I had to say about today's topic. I hope you find it interesting and it feels so good to finally let it all out. It's been bugging me. It's been eating me up for years now. And to have this platform, to have this place to say my piece, it feels good. It feels so good. Hopefully people can realize how this makes us feel and can do something, can make efforts to change, right? So if you're an African and you observe this behavior, how does it make you feel? I would love to hear from you guys. How do you feel when you hear such comments from other people? If you're not an African, right, and you're guilty of doing this, please tell me why. Tell us why do you do this? Do you think it's a problem that you can change, that you can fix? If you're not an African and you don't do this, please tell us how is that possible. Share to the world how do you manage not to do that. Tell us your ways. If you've made it all the way through, thank you so much. You are an amazing human being and you shall be blessed. Trust me. Um, I would love to connect with you guys so you can do this on Instagram and on Twitter at the Kaya Sessions. 
the Kaya sessions. Um, I don't really understand Twitter, but I shall try my hardest because I really want to hear from you guys and connect with you guys and share with you guys. So for those who are listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, um, if you could take time out of your very busy lives to rate and review the episode there, I would really appreciate that because for me, what matters the most is to hear from you guys and what you think and your opinions and your thoughts. Feedback is is very important because that way we can get better episodes and better content for you guys. With that, um, new episodes are out every Thursdays. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you can find us there at the Kaya Sessions. Hopefully, I will see you guys next week, same time, same place. Sending you positive vibes and good energy until the next time we meet. You've been with me, Monera, and Kwaherini.